The Premier, Doug Ford, announcing this morning a nearly $30 billion expansion to Ontario's transit network. The plan includes changing the composition of Toronto's downtown relief line and renaming it something that will now be known as the Ontario line. And I guess since the uh, province is footing the bill, they get to name it. Uh, But Ford said that the new 15-kilometer relief line will run from Ontario Place to the Science Centre. The city's current plan for the relief line uh, runs only 7.5 kilometers from the subway line on Danforth Ave to the line on University Avenue in the downtown. But the government says the project will be completed by 2027 now. They're putting a timeline on this. And we are now hearing from Mayor Tory, who was not present at the announcement earlier this morning uh, with the Premier. And of course, uh, famously, he and Doug Ford have not exactly seen eye to eye, have always uh, seen eye to eye. But uh, in this case, it looks like, well, they're going to stand hand in hand because uh, the mayor says he's pretty happy with things. Let's have a listen. The best news I heard today, and it's very important news, was the fact that the province will commit to supporting the same transit lines and projects that Executive Committee endorsed yesterday uh, to receive the $4.8 billion in federal funding that is available right now for transit expansion. That's a commitment to working together. This is a significant win for the city that we have secured the province's support for the work we've done up to this point on the prioritization of those projects as opposed to others. We have also heard the province commit today to investing up to $28 billion in transit in the city of Toronto itself and in significant areas of employment uh, in the 905. Obviously, we need more details even than we've had today on that investment, but at the end of the day, it is important to see the province of Ontario making a long-term, multi-billion-dollar investment in building transit in Toronto and in the GTA. All right, it is a big announcement and a big dollar amount, and let's uh, break it down a little further. And welcome in Matty Simatiki. He is the Interim Director of Schools of Cities at the University of Toronto, and he joins us here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Matty, good afternoon, and uh, thanks so much. Appreciate the time. Yes, nice to be with you, Jeff. All right. Uh, first off, what really stands out from the uh, Ford government's announcement today uh, for you? Uh, I think first and foremost that they prioritized the relief line, now called the Ontario line, uh, making that the top priority and talking about how that has to be built before any extension uh, gets made up into York Region. I think that's really key because there had been some discussion and debate about uh, phasing and which project would go first. And I think today, the Premier was clear that they have to sort out the capacity issues on the young line uh, before any of the other uh, extensions can be built. And I think that's really important. Okay. Why is that uh, now Ontario line? uh, Why is that so key? Well, the Ontario line, formerly known as the relief line, opens up all sorts of uh, possibilities to uh, build out the rest of the system. At the moment, the uh, young line is uh, is over capacity or nearing capacity, and we've had crush load uh, incidents uh, at uh, Young Station. And so uh, if you expand uh, the subway north uh, into York Region or you extend the subway east to Scarborough, both of those will add uh, additional riders uh, and, and can uh, then further overwhelm the existing system. And so the relief line enables, uh, by building that first, it enables you to open up capacity on the young line and, and then uh, makes it possible to do these other projects as well. So that's why it's so important that this project uh, is, at, is at the front of the line. All right. The Premier also announced that this project will be completed by uh, 2027, which I, I think in first blush, it, it sounds far off, futuristic almost, uh, 2027. But uh, really, uh, by, by the time this kind of gets underway, you probably got about seven years to get this done. Uh, can it be done in that time frame? 
It's an ambitious timeline. And what we know with uh, mega projects is that uh, the promised timelines uh, typically slip uh, and projects get delayed. Uh, we've seen, and it happens at various phases of the project. Uh, it happens during planning. Uh, it happens during approvals. Then it happens during construction. I think the big risk of delay is on the money, is making sure that all the money is there and all three levels of government are on the same page here. Uh, the, the Premier announced a $28 billion uh, overall transit uh, plan today, uh, but only $11 billion of that money is coming from the provincial government. So uh, the rest of it, uh, about 60%, is going to have to come from uh, the city and uh, and the, uh, the federal government. And you've heard some tough talk from different uh, orders of government about uh, whether all of these priorities are aligned. And so what we've seen with transit in this region is that actually organizing the money and getting that together has been where the delays have, have really taken hold. And so we'll have to see if uh, they can find alignment to really push that project forward and to get it open by uh, uh, 2027. Since we're talking money, Maddie, uh, I know the Premier also mentioned uh, looking for some opportunities when it comes to uh, private-public uh, partnerships. Uh, obviously, that would save taxpayers uh, a few dollars, but uh, what do you think of that idea? Is that going to uh, help or uh, hinder the process moving forward? Public-private partnerships uh, can bring in uh, private financing, uh, meaning that the private sector can bring money up front. But transit doesn't uh, make money. Transit uh, has to be subsidized and often subsidized quite substantially. So actually, uh, it's not necessarily a cheap uh, or a, a free way of building transit. Governments are still going to have to ultimately pay the funding uh, to build these projects out uh, over, the long, over the long term. And we'll have to have money both for the capital costs which for that relief line alone is now estimated at $10 billion. Uh, and what we know with infrastructure is that the costs tend to go up, uh, but also then that, there, that the, there's money for operations and maintenance. Uh, and we've been subsidizing operation and maintenance of transit now for, uh, for decades. So uh, it's going to be really important that uh, the private sector can play a role in managing these projects and, and bringing their own expertise and innovation. But ultimately, government is going to have to have the financial capital to really uh, build out these projects uh, like the plans say today. All right. Involving the private sector will that because uh, famously government when it comes to projects uh, this size and we can look at things like a union station i mean things that famously uh, run over budget and over time do you think that this uh, partnership this public-private partnership will it help uh, keep costs contained will it help uh, you know maintain that pretty aggressive timeline of 2027 Public-private partnerships uh, are really focused on on-time and on-budget. That's been a key uh, motivation for using them. Uh, and we've seen the province uh, has done now upwards of 120 infrastructure projects through public-private partnerships. Um, they generally have a good record of on-time and on-budget, although uh, with transit, transit are the most complicated projects. They're the biggest. They have technology. They're often underground. Uh, and so they're highly complex. And we've seen with the Eglinton Crosstown, which is currently being done as a public private partnership, that that project has been uh, delayed and is having uh, had some budget uh, cost overruns. And Ottawa is also building a project, uh, the Confederation Line, uh, through a public-private partnership run by Infrastructure Ontario, and that project has had delays as well. So they're not foolproof. Uh, building big infrastructure projects in busy uh, settings is, is complicated, uh, and public-private partnerships can help manage risk, uh, but these are still uh, difficult projects, and, and you can tend to expect uh, challenges to arise. Yeah. What's your take? Uh, do you have one when it comes to these sorts of projects, uh, Maddie? Uh, when it comes to maybe sweeteners or uh, penalties, that sort of thing, uh, that if you get it done, uh, you know, on budget, on time, or even uh, under budget and under time, that there there's a bonus uh, involved there. Is that to something that you would encourage uh, to be built into this? 
I think those are really important. Uh, performance payments are a really key way that we motivate the private sector uh, and align the interests between government and the contractors who are building the project. And public-private partnerships are all about performance pay, that the private sector finances the project up front uh, and then is only repaid when they meet their performance expectations. Um, so those, so in, within those contracts, there is a performance uh, mechanism uh, built into it, and we know it works. The other thing that's important is the bundling aspect, that the same uh, contractor that does the construction also does the design. That's called design-build contracting. So you bundle that together, and that ends up uh, minimizing the number of change orders because you don't have two different contractors like a designer who, who designs the project and then hands it over to a builder who says, oh, I can't build it like this, or oh, the designer made a mistake. Rather, you, you have the same firm involved all the way along who's providing input uh, across their design and construction teams, and so they can minimize the number of uh, change orders that are required, and that can speed up projects and also minimize cost overruns, because change orders have been a real area of uh, both delay uh, and cost escalations for big projects. As we mentioned off the top, the mayor is making his first public statement on this uh, as we speak. He was not uh, present for the announcement from the Ford government earlier today, Maddie, but he says that uh, he likes the commitment, but he still has a a lot of questions. Uh, What is the big question for you, just kind of after having a cursory look at what's uh, been laid out here? Is it uh, maybe just this Ontario line and how complex it can be? Because from what I understand, it's going to be both underground and above ground. Well, I think that... I think it's in the details. I think the general announcement, especially for the Ontario line, uh, that that I think is is relevant. And I think what we should keep in mind is that nothing was announced today that's never been uh, conceived before. And we've seen in this region that oftentimes when politicians step up to the microphone, uh, they make announcements for for lines that are, uh, you know, that are brand new or that haven't been conceived, uh, you know, that are in some cases uh, essentially drawn on the back of a napkin. We didn't see that today. These projects have been in plans at various times and have been debated. Uh, not all of them are the top priorities of the city, but they have at least been uh, conceived and examined. Now we have to get into the details of uh, how is the relief line going to be built. Uh, I think also extending it north to Eglinton is really important. I mean, that goes through uh, two uh, priority neighborhoods, Flemington uh, and Thorncliffe Park, neighborhoods that have very bad transit and could really benefit from being connected, as well as the Science Centre, which is hard to get to by public transit. So I think those are really that's a really important uh, addition to this project. And it had been discussed as phase two of the relief line, and now it's been moved up uh, to be part of the initial proposal. I think that's really positive. So there are aspects of this. I think the mayor, and that echoes the mayor's comment, that he sees the parts that he likes, but we need to see more details, especially on the money. The province did not commit to funding all of this today. They said we are going to fund a portion of it, uh, about about 40% of uh, the full $28 billion, but the rest of that money has to come from somewhere. And what we know is that uh, haggling over money has been a real area where governments have bogged down projects and where things have been delayed in this region. Yeah, I just wanted to ask you quickly, finally here, uh, one of the other concerns, does it have to be that we're building this for the future? I mean, 2027 is the the future, obviously, but uh, over and above that, that we're making sure that uh, we've made the the right calculations and predictions when it comes to uh, capacity and that this is something that's going to serve a growing and thriving city uh, for decades to come. 
I think that's a really important point that this, what you saw is an amalgamation of lines, uh, but we need to now stitch this together to ensure that it's really a plan and that we're making uh, the best uh, choices. Uh, so that, that I think is really important as, as this uh, goes forward. And also that we invest in the maintenance of the existing system. There was no talk of money for maintenance. Uh, the subway has a huge maintenance backlog in the billions of dollars, and people riding the system today are feeling uh, the burden of, the, of that deferred maintenance uh, in terms of delays and breakdowns. So as we're planning and dreaming of the future, which I think we all want to do and think of, of, of how these, lives, these lines are going to change lives in the future, we have to be focused on today's infrastructure and make sure that it's in a state of good repair and people can still uh, get around as we build out uh, these uh, projects of the future. All right. An exciting announcement, an iPod popping number nearly 30 billion dollars maddie thanks so much for the time and breaking it down for us thanks jeff nice being with you all right talk soon there goes uh, maddie simatiki he is the interim director of school of cities at the university of toronto commenting on the new ontario line in the gta transit projects announced earlier today by the ontario government